Hey mamas, and welcome to a bonus episode of Mom Homie Podcast. I wanted to do a bonus one because like I mentioned in my last podcast episode, it's my birthday month. And so I wanted to challenge myself a little bit, see if I could do a podcast every Tuesday for this month. And we will see how it goes. I am determined to get them out. What this episode is about is work from home jobs for moms. So let's dive right into it, shall we? Being a work-from-home mom isn't always glamorous, and it takes a lot of hard work, a lot of mess-ups, a lot of growth, and most importantly, open-mindedness and time and many other things to make it happen. But once you find your stride and the work that you like to do, it gets a lot easier to manage. Because the last two years have been modified for people to be able to work at home, it's proven that you can pretty much take any career, any job, and make it work from home. However, there's still something to be said when you're your own boss. I know that freelancing is something that a lot of moms use as an option to have more flexibility with their time. With a lot of thought and consideration, I put together a list of five professions that I feel like are good work from home careers for moms who are trying to balance having a busy schedule with their child, but also having that outlet for themselves. So whether you're looking for personal or financial fulfillment, you simply want to work alone or have autonomy in your business decisions or be a freelancer or entrepreneur, I wanted to offer my mamas a few suggestions on work from home careers and why I think that they're best. The most important thing that you will need for all of these jobs, and I'll say probably the most expensive thing is a computer, whether that is a desktop or a laptop. I have both for convenience because when I travel, obviously I need to take my laptop with me. And then when I'm home, my desktop is on the bigger side. I even know people who can do the work from their phones, which is admirable, but I don't recommend that only because It takes a lot longer to get stuff done and you don't always have the same interface in terms of just like formatting and knowing exactly what it looks like. If you're doing mobile marketing, then that probably translates well. But if you're someone who is in some other profession where maybe you have to have like an Excel spreadsheet and things like that, it'd be kind of hard to balance that on your phone. So take that into consideration, but it is a good option if you're on the go. The first career I recommend is, of course, some sort of writing. I'm a copywriter, so I'm a little biased, but I think copywriting, content writing, ghost writing, technical writing, I think that they're all good options if you are looking for some autonomy and just like how you run it and not having to have a lot of FaceTime with clients. You do have to have FaceTime with clients to some degree, especially if you're looking for clients. But the nice thing with this is that you get to choose who you want to work with and you get to choose your niche. And a lot of times people in copywriting will start off kind of doing everything. But then at some point you 
gravitate towards the things you like more, towards your strengths, and you start to narrow down your niche. So for me, I kind of wanted to just like work with anybody. And then as I gradually got more and more into it, I specifically started working with women, usually women of color, and it was usually some sort of beauty or wellness or lifestyle, something along the lines of that. If you are looking for something that is like a low cost risk, there are free writing and headline sources like the Hemingway app, Grammarly, CoSchedule, HubSpot University, which teaches you all types of things in marketing. And it's, a, again, like I said, a low risk. So even if you wanted to try it for a few months to see if it's something you like, you could. The only thing is that I don't think you would have a realistic grasp on all the ins and outs in just a few months. But if you, again, want to test the waters, it's something that you can probably start for a little to no cost just to see if it's something that is of interest to you. And then the good thing is that whatever sort of writing or copywriting skills you have, they do translate over into other professions. So even if you do invest in like a class or two, which they're usually not very expensive, then you decide, hey, this is not really for me. You can still take those skills and apply them somewhere else. The other thing I would say is that the longer I've been a copywriter, the more I've invested in it being a business. And so you do start to pick up more formal costs like your LLC or if you want to have a trademark or a website, a virtual address, and even a business email. Those things are going to add up. Even so, it's not super expensive. Um, I don't have my exact expenses in front of me of how much. I use to run my business annually, but keep in mind this is part-time and I'm going to give you a ballpark. I think I've spent probably somewhere between $1,000 and $1,500 a year just to run my business. And I can write that off in taxes and I typically get it back. Just a some things to consider if you are wanting to start your own. And again, like it's not... It's not this, this is not the case for everybody, but you have a lot of control over how much you want to spend. I'll just put it that way. The second job on my list is a virtual assistant. Uh, virtual assistants are in high demand right now because you have a lot of mobile businesses and a lot of virtual businesses as well. And so people are just like needing someone to help them schedule, to help them make phone calls and to set up automations and things like that. And the nice thing about being a virtual assistant is that you can kind of tailor like how much you wanna make yourself available. So do you wanna be a virtual assistant who oversees everything? Or do you wanna be a virtual assistant who only does phone calls or who only does after hour calls, those sorts of things. So there's a lot of flexibility in that and what you wanna do. And again, you have like mobile pet groomers, mobile massage, hairdressers. I've even seen like veterinary um, hospitals looking for virtual assistants. You have a lot of options there. And 
a lot of the times like they hire you for it, not because they can't do it, meaning like they have the skill to do it. They just don't want to do it because it takes up a lot of their time and energy when they need to be focusing on the bigger administrative stuff. It's typically not a very hard job. And again, it can be lucrative depending on like how detailed you want to get into it. Or it can be just, you know, if you're just trying to bring in a little bit of change in the house, it can be as light as you want it to be. This one is one of my favorites. When I was in college getting my undergrad, I took some video editing courses and sound editing courses too. And I just had a lot of fun with it. You get to be super creative. You get to put like a, almost like a puzzle together and just in learning, you know, film and video and editing and stuff women always gravitated to editing because it was something that was solo for the most part and you know just takes a lot of patience and I think that stereotypically speaking women have more patience than men video editing is a really strong skill that you can have not everybody can do it not everybody has the patience for it not everybody wants to learn the software and if you are somebody who likes the technical work but you also like to marry it with art this is a really great way to put yourself out there in a way that you are getting clients and you're clicking with them and you're seeing their vision and it matches your vision as well but you're not like overextending yourself i think it's a good one to start i will say that it probably costs a little bit more than the other jobs that are on this list because you do have to invest in the editing software the other thing is, you know, if you decide to freelance for someone or you're like their in-house freelancer, I'll say, then they may provide the software. So then you don't have to worry about that. But even so, I've seen a lot of these editing programs that have a generous three-month trial just to see how you like it before you actually commit to buying it. And again, it's a great balance of the technical knowledge and also the creative knowledge the fourth career is social media content creation and managing. Now, I have done this to some capacity with a couple of my clients, and then I do it for myself with uh, copywriting Brit and Mom Homie. I'm still not so great with the Mom Homie part of it, but copywriting Brit, I feel like I've got a good rhythm going. This is one of those things that could be a little subjective because a lot of people don't know how the algorithms work and they're guessing and they're kind of chasing this idea of like how this works. So my only advice is that if you are doing something like this, I wouldn't guarantee any sort of numbers or following, especially if you're just trying to build up an organic following. But what I've learned is consistency pays off. And there are just simply people who need to have the social media presence, but they're not available to be consistent. So they're hiring you so that you can be consistent for them. And you can actually get really good money for this because it takes a lot of work. I know some people look at it and they're like, you're just posting stuff, but it, that's not true. If you are you know, working for another business, you're considering a lot in how you're selling their business, how you're selling their image and their brand. You know, What are the colors? What do you sound like? What's your target audience? Are we saying short, sweet captions here? Are we going into detail? 
then you also have to make sure like you're not constantly selling that you're actually giving out a little bit of free material and things like that. So there is a lot of managing that goes into it. And then obviously the content creation part, which depending on what you're doing can also be timely. For me, like sometimes I run into weird technical issues just trying to edit and it can get really frustrating. (laughs) So it's one of those things where if you know how to do it and you like to do it, then by all means, jump into it. You may want a dedicated space as well in your house for it. So like for me, like I try to do everything in the office unless it requires me to be in a different scene like the kitchen or something like that. But people are looking for people to handle that for them because they're just like, I don't want to be bothered by it. So again, another great career to have if you are into the creative process and the execution, the scheduling, the automation, and the responding to the inquiries because it doesn't stop at, okay, this is out there now. Like you actually have to engage with your audience and be genuine as well. That's actually my favorite part of it and why I keep doing it because if no one was engaging with me, I'd be like, ah, forget it. So yeah, guys, keep commenting. I like it and I'll make sure to respond back to you. It makes me happy to make you laugh, to make you ask questions or whatever it is. I'm happy to, to respond back and engage. So that's a big part of social media content creation and managing if that's something that you want to do. And this is the one that can actually be done in your phone. The last one I have on the list is bookkeeping. If you are not a creative person at all, you don't care about the creative process, you want something cut and dry, bookkeeping is an excellent option. A lot of self-employed people cringe at numbers in the form of expenses and taxes and analytics. That would be me. The nice thing is that everyone who has a business needs a bookkeeper to some capacity, whether they have a software or they're doing it themselves or they outsource it to someone who knows what they're doing. So it's nice because it's in demand, especially during tax season. And then some businesses have quarterly taxes as well. So it's just a nice thing to have. And they may have you do bookkeeping beyond their taxes. They may have you do bookkeeping if they have employees that they have to pay and things like that. Expenses on you know certain products and when they have their discounts and their sales and whatever it is. So. Lots of opportunity there if you, again, are looking for something that you can do at home that's cut and dry. And the reason why I also put this on the list is because, forgive me, but I saw this on TV. Shailene Woodley's character in Big Little Lies was a work-from-home bookkeeper, and she seemed to be doing okay for herself. Now, again, I know it's TV, but I feel like it's one of those things that if you are an expert, people trust you to do it, then they're going to pay you good money to do it. And the other thing is that this, out of all of the careers I went over, does have some formal training for bookkeeping. So you can take an accounting class and things like that, just so you can have some credentials there to say, hey, yeah, like I'm an expert at this. So to conclude this episode, all I want to say is that many freelance careers are self-regulated. And they may not have formal degrees outside of the the bookkeeping one. So it is up to you to make sure that you remain a student of your craft and that you're constantly um, keeping up to date with what's relevant to your customers and whatever it is that is happening in the world. Because 
no matter how much you think your business is solely one thing, it does get affected by the world around you. So just keep that in mind. And then again, making sure that you educate yourself, which for me personally is the fun part of it all. So hopefully it is for you as well. And often people are hiring you because they don't want to do it themselves or even sit and learn the basics. And they're trusting you to do the best job that you can and come in with the energy. When I started copywriting, I did have a formal background in screenwriting and I did have a formal background in communications, but I was still learning what copywriting was to really teach myself about the language and reading different books about persuasion and psychology. Really, again, just like diving in and figuring out what is so different in copywriting that you don't have in your regular writing, right? So... Luckily, both of my uh, degrees have been able to be used for copywriting. But with all of that said, I still, you know, wanted to keep learning because you get better. Your clients see that you're getting better. They're going to be willing to pay a higher price point if you go up on your charges. And then you also get to start to niche yourself, which when you niche yourself, you end up having a unique selling proposition. And so what that means is that you are so specifically good at this one thing that they're not going to hire anybody else for it because you have proven to be the expert of this thing. So let me put that into context. If you are a video editor and you have become really good at doing special effects with your video editing, then they may only come to you as their special effects video editor because they know that you're the person that's always come through for them and was able to do it. And even if you went up on your prices, they would still come to you because that's how specifically good you are. So just keep those things in mind as you're exploring your new work from home career and what that looks like and what direction you want to go in. And ultimately, um, you'll get what you put into it. And there's no magic formula. So yes, I'm telling you these things, but I'm not saying that they're going to be the most lucrative to start. You have to put in the work and you have to you know, make sure that you do things on your own terms, on your own time, because the point of freelancing is so that you have that flexibility and that autonomy. So hopefully you learned something on this episode today. If you like this podcast, let me know by leaving a comment and be sure to like it because I I love doing this. It's a labor of love. And if there's anything specifically you want to know about or that you want me to elaborate on, I'm happy to do that as well. Have a wonderful day. Ciao.